Welcome to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Globig, a European intimate wedding and elopement photographer based in Germany. I'm a mom of two, imperfectly juggling life's responsibilities and chasing my dreams alongside the love of my life, Tim. I provide wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a sustainable brand and business. In today's episode, I'm joined by Sergina and Ben from Tinted Photography. Although their home base is in New Zealand, for the past three and a half years, they've been on the road around the world photographing adventure sessions. Well, except for the time during the pandemic. During our time together, we start by chatting about their love story and how they met. We then talk about how they started their photography business and embarked upon their nomadic lifestyle. I am so glad to have gotten to know them last summer through the Conference and Chill virtual event. And I've been following their journey ever since. I hope that you enjoy our conversation around living a creative life and running a business as a photography duo. Yeah, the way I wanted to start the podcast is just to get a feeling of like how you guys got together, if you're willing to share that, and how you started the business, this whole creative adventure. Uh, that'll be so cool to, to know a little bit about that. Cool. So yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a story there. Um, where do you want to start with how we got together or how we started the business? Well, I do love a good love story and uh, yeah, <laughs> how that all started will be great. I love our love story because it was so serendipitous. It was very, um, so we studied in the same university, never met each other. Uh, but after the studies, uh, the recession mm. was on. Yeah, 2008 was when we both graduated. So uh, mm. we sort of got out all ready to hit the world running and yeah, world is our oyster. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was applying for um for jobs to, with my freshly minted degree uh that people who had 10 15 years experience were going for as well so mm. yeah it was quite same. tricky yeah. same and so, so yeah so i have a honors degree in graphic design and um all of my electives are in like filmmaking and uh photography and Sergina has a myriad of things. <laughs> so I have honors in clinical psychology, honors in organizational psychology, and then master's in organizational psychology, and then marketing. So a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and all this was in New Zealand where you guys were studying together, like in the same university? Yeah. So my clinical psychology degree is from India. The rest is from New Zealand. Mm. And yeah, we were in the same university, never met each other, same building for some part. Yeah, she was like a well. couple of floors up. Yeah, never met each other. Hmm. Um, really good students, like studiously studying. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> this is my honors year, so um, we were in the same building. So I literally had a mattress that I dragged into the into the um, the computer lab, and it was like lying under the desk. So I, I re completely ran out of time to do my honors. So <laughs> literally slept in there for about a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all of this ended. Uh, we are back into the real world, realizing we don't have jobs um, in our own mm. bubbles. Mm. <laughs> and then my flatmates put me onto online dating sites because they would go out partying and they would come back home and I would cook noodles for them and make sure they're, you know, clean and neat when they get into bed. This and is I, where, yeah, you made the mistake of moving in with a bunch of 18-year-olds yeah. in your final year in university. <laughs> well, it wasn't a mistake. It was really fun because yeah. all of that I missed. And it was, you know, seeing vicariously living through them. <laughs> and they started feeling guilty for all the work I was doing for them. And they said, no, okay, we have to make you meet someone your own age. <laughs> That's this, funny. <laughs> on this online dating site. And I met a bunch of weirdos or they met a weirdo. 
either way. <laughs> so it didn't work out. And then finally, one day I was so tired of it. I said, I'm just going to refresh the page. Whoever is on the top, I'm going to send them a request. And then that's it. And if that doesn't work out, I'm getting out of this. Wow. And so okay. I refreshed the page. The first person on top was a 60-year-old man. And I was like, not a 60-year-old man. Let's, like, let's not take that many chances. And right <laughs> That's pushing it too ben's. far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right underneath was Ben's profile. Hmm. So I sent him a message. Totally and- settled for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sent him a message. And he had these beautiful photos from around the world that he had traveled, hmm. Africa, China, Thailand, you know, different places yeah. in Asia. So it was really nice to see someone who was, he had listed like the sort of books he liked reading and the places he went to and his outlook on life. And I was like, oh, this is great. Sent him a message. We started chatting. And within a month, now fast forwarding our um, love story, within a month, uh, I had seen his work actually on the first day. You mm. showed me one of the photos of the native well, that, that, owl. That, that, that was the thing is that our first date was kind of tanking. Really um, tanking. We hadn't hit on the fact that we were both artists mm. uh, for the first half hour or so. Mm. And so it was like, what do we talk about? And then all of a sudden, goes, <laughs> um, I do poetry and painting. And I'm like, really? I do photography. And it was really cool. So um, I had like a little Sony Ericsson phone. Jeez, we are ancient. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is from ages ago. Like, this is before the iPhone. Yeah, it must have been <laughs> just before the iPhone. But um, yeah, I had some photos on that that little sucker. And, and the photo and... was of a native owl in New Zealand, Norfolk. Mm. And uh, it was so beautiful. Such a beautiful photo. It was almost poetic, the way the light was hitting the owl and I, how it was framed. I think you, didn't you write a poem about it later? Yeah, I think yeah. I did. And so anyway, so that's how I told him, send this to me on my Facebook, you know, and Mm-hmm. And then it was very Bollywood mm. because I was texting my friend before he showed me the photo to come pick me up because this is going nowhere. And then we started talking about photography and then lost track of time. And he had to drop me. And then in very Bollywood style, the rain started pouring and we were stuck oh. under a bus stand for a while. I don't Super romantic. I know. I don't think he was feeling it. He was just thinking, oh my God, rain. Ugh, winter rain. Yeah. And I I am being a Bollywood queen that I am. <laughs> I've since learned that usually when it's raining that hard she's standing in the middle of it and dancing. So mm, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like all like standing next to him under a bus and nobody else was there, just us. And in my head all the music from Bollywood music <laughs> was playing. Like this is so romantic. And uh yeah, and this whole thing started, but we decided very quickly that we're just going to be friends. Don't know why we decided that. I, I think that was your decision. <laughs> oh, you see, one-sided. You, know, you got home, some shower thoughts later, and you're like, oh, it was just Bollywood. Um, yeah, so we decided just to be friends, and uh, I saw some of his more of his work when I went to his place, and there were stacks and stacks of this huge print from Africa under his bed, catching dust, hmm. and they were stunning. So I implored yeah. him to start a Facebook page at least so people can see his work. And there was mm-hmm. a lot of resistance. And then I had to get to my Indian auntie ways of like wagging my finger at him and literally I believe there was him. some ultimatums yep. and uh, small threats there. Yeah. Yeah. Giving him the push he needed. Yeah. Yeah. Out and of kindness. And a lot of bribery uh, about I'll cook you delicious food three times a day if you just sit and force yourself to start this page. 
and he was very like hesitant nobody will like this work your best work is always the one you do next not the one you've done before yeah i mean i'm still kind of subscribing to that it, it, i don't know both of us yeah, are no. still like with our current body of work it's still like far out there's so much so far to go yeah know? definitely definitely <laughs> yeah. but at least uh, it's not gathering dust under the bed mm. yeah you know you still put it out <laughs> yeah. there there's you know if we knew we've reached like the top limit then it's really boring isn't it so uh-huh. it's that motivation oh, of knowing there's so much more that's Everywhere. really i know and i had to learn it the hard way because i i'm very used to winning things as a child like you know going doing competitions and winning and i thought winning was the one thing that gives you joy and very quickly learned that actually you no know, as a as artist living life as an artist the thing that gives you joy is growth not winning mm. actually winning really puts a break and causes anxiety of what next what do you do next surely so, surely um, yeah yeah so the, i i had to learn it hard way ben already knew about that so he was calm through the entire process but, of growing the business i definitely went through a lot of anxiety but i did lack that um like i i guess you said pride in my work as much as like you brought that out of me like the, the reason it was under the bed was because i wasn't sure it was good enough and mm. the right. greatest thing that surgeon did for me in those early years was she organized a uh, like a gallery space and she had all of that stuff put up in the gallery for me and um surprised me with it which was very cool and sold out hmm. so really that, that's incredible yeah that was so choice so yeah so the space yeah i don't know it gave me a great confidence boost basically yeah. that all the stuff that was under my bed was actually worth hmm. people's time so <laughs> Yeah. So it was decided that Ben will be the photographer, photographer, and I'll manage the business side of the business. Right. What a great sense. Because at this point, um, I, <laughs> I understand it a, all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be a photographer. Yeah. Photographer. I mean, bear in mind that I was working at a petrol station at this point, mm. and uh, Sergio was applying for so many yeah, jobs. Yeah, and volunteering and getting... at the Red Cross. Um, Red, yeah. What is it? The um, Yeah, like dress for success, the yeah. cross, and all other places to fill in my time. Mm. So that's that's what was decided, and finally I got my three hundred rejection letter, and that just that was the letter that broke the camel's back. That, yeah, it was. <laughs> was it like literally three hundred, or does it did it feel it, like? Ah uh, no, it was three hundred rejection letter. We Seriously, and, that's and it was not even a letter. It was on a phone call, and I remember as they were telling me why they can't hire me. it was big you know the, those vague reasons either you have too much experience either you have no experience you're either too educated or not educated enough um as they were telling me all of that all i was thinking was i'm going to hire people one day i'm not mm. going to apply for jobs the entire conversation i was like i'm going to hire people this is ridiculous like the whole cuz my last degree at that point was organizational psychology and one of the things i realized that these calls were really not helpful these were they might as well be from robots rather than people mm-hmm. and i was like i'm going to hire people so that if i had to fire them <laughs> i'm going to do it the right way <laughs> yeah i have to do that humanely and if i have to tell someone that they're not hired i have to do that humanely i was thinking all of that uh, said goodbye to this person on the phone and when ben came home that day i was like this is the paperwork we are starting up business and this is not a hobby anymore and so he had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we literally got the company name registered and yeah, that day went to town. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and when did so, like where did it come from? Tinted photography like 
the name? Did you just sit so, together? So was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was my thing. Um, yeah, I guess you could blame me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, tinted quite cool. I mean, it means, um, you know, without a, like a tint is something that gives an object its shape and its form. So that, that was the idea behind the name tinted. And was in seemingly mm. uh, similar things, it makes uh, something stand out. Yeah. So that's from the, the way yeah. the name, the meaning behind the name. Yeah. But it was named before I met Ben. He had a company with one of his friends. <laughs> in yeah. a company with one of his friends. Um, yeah, so my last year of university, we were doing things like um, nightclub photography and that sort of thing. So it um, wasn't a it, it didn't, No, no, it didn't. It was definitely cash jobs. Um, it didn't really go <laughs> anywhere. It died for a couple of years until, um, well, for a year or so until Sergina came back into the picture and was like, well, I have this. And I had some business cards printed at the time. So we were like, let's just, just stick with that and see how we go. So we had no yeah. idea if we were going to do wedding at that point, mm. weddings at that point, or what. Mm. We just started the company. We knew Ben was good with the camera and we'll do something, being artists. And very quickly, I organized some models, like real-life models, <laughs> to, yeah. to practice with. And we did that, and it went really well. And luckily, then one of Ben's friends was getting married. Yeah, that, so that, was, that was cool. So they came okay. to us, and yeah, we had our, our first break at weddings. Yeah, and I, I was terrified. I thought, terrified. You know, no, no, weddings aren't for me. But I'm, I'm a, a street photographer, you know. I, I like traveling and taking photos of random people who I'll never see again. And, I um, had to yeah. drag him to that wedding, yeah. calm him down. Which, uh, by the way, lists and lists of like to do things and you know, what products I had to buy before the wedding day. And also, also, the yeah. kind of photos. There were a huge list of the kind of photos mm. we had to take. And we, we, all the entire day, we kept ticking off like, yeah, photos of shoes done. Those typical shot guy. lists, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bridal party looking at the camera, bridal party away from the camera, <laughs> like all of that. Um, but I've soon realized now that that anxiety has never left Ben off. Dang it, it's a wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, day. that yeah. responsibility, I think we all mm. feel it like we don't want to mess it up. Mm. Well, I mean, when I was growing up, I used to be, uh, I used to compete competitively in athletics and I get that same feeling that I had at the starting line every time I'm about to shoot a wedding. It just lasts way longer because, you know, the starting gun goes and off you run like within like a minute. Whereas with a wedding, it's like, oh man, we're going in the countdown zone and then you're driving there and you're like, oh man, it's cool. Is everything going to be good? The moment I start, it's like, oh, this is great. I know what I'm doing. This is so good. Yeah, but, but moment, yeah, the fact that it's the both the, of you together, I think makes it easier, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, and that, 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 that's where it sucks is when we end up um, splitting up to do like the, the bridal party and the groom's side if they're in different places. Yeah. That, that's oh, the, right. usually because that's how we'll start a wedding day and it sucks starting apart from each other. Yeah, that's the only time I'm feeling stressed. I feel mm. no stress. In fact, I'm very excited on a shoot day. I'm singing, I'm dancing. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm looking over at Ben, who's just like, okay, okay, two coffees down, walking, pacing up and down the room. And I'm just like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm so excited. There is no room for anxiety on the day. I, I think all. maybe it comes from the fact that I'm, I'm aware that I want to give like 110%. What are you telling about me? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just the way you I, handle I, I think, that pressure, I guess, that you put on yeah. yourself, hey? I think between the two of us, she is the true artist. Like she, like everything in life affects her and, and flows through her. And she's like a conduit to exciting things. Whereas I'm like a bit more of an insulator. 
I sort of feel the effect and then really feel it, you know, mm. <laughs> it bounces around in me and then I can take off. But surgeon is, I don't know, much more natural at taking things as they come. Mm. And also the other thing is that I have to remind ourselves, both of us and myself, that when somebody hires us for any job, they're hiring artists. Yeah. So putting, because then we are true to who we are and our work. And so when you know that you're performing as an artist, it is so much easier and you don't have that anxiety. So you don't have to perform to a certain standard. You have to perform to your own standard, the best of your own standard. And so we tell our couples that our work is derived from their emotions, their story, their feelings. Mm. And that's a big part of why I don't feel anxiety on the day because we're creating together. It's like, as an artist, my canvas is working with me. So, it, you know, I alone, if I'm fretting and the canvas is relaxed, doesn't make yeah. sense. So I think that is why I don't feel anxiety. But anyways, going back to our love story, we, we started this thing, it's going really well. Uh, photog- on the day of the wedding, then around reception time, comes running from the other side. And he said he used to do athletics competitively. If you see him running towards you, it's a scary sight. And five foot one, he's six foot two. He's right. jumping the tables as he's running Literally towards Literally vaulting me. these coffee tables across the other side of the you know, I had no idea <laughs> what had happened. Hall. I thought something really, like something big has happened. Um, and so he comes and shakes me and tells me he never wants to stop doing it because a wedding day is literally like a street photography with so many wonderful characters, with so many emotions, so much going on that it's, he's doing exactly what he loves. It's like an amusement amazing. park for street photography. <laughs> yeah. so, good, so good, yeah. It's endless yeah. in every corner, hey? <laughs> yeah. So it was fantastic, and we never stopped. And then came love. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of love stories, we photographed and, and uh, over, the, over the aisles saw each other, made eye contact with each other while other people are saying I do to each other. That, that, yeah, that definitely helped. The whole... Um, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. If, Living in a love story. Yeah, we absolutely oh, yeah. were. But but yes, there was an office romance. Mm. But it, it, an office romance. And, yeah. <laughs> but doing what we do has definitely helped our us oh, connect. Like like gosh. every single couple that we photograph, we learn something new about love or connection or growth. I mean, however, they've worked out a situation in the past or how they're mm. working it out in front of us. Mm. It, it's really cool. And so, now it's yeah. become a thing that after we photograph someone, we always discuss about what we've learned from the stuff. Yeah, if we can, we'll, have we'll so go much. out and get some, like, some bubble tea or something and, yeah, or sit there and have lunch with them and just talk about relationships. And it's mm. really cool because it's something you can't do with most professions. Yeah, because yeah. our relationship was very rocky in the beginning. You put two artists together with two very different personalities. We two co- different cultures. Two different cultures. Mm. And two, when, when it comes to art, very outspoken people. Otherwise, like, I'm the outspoken one and he's not. But when it comes to art, we both have very loud voices. Yeah. So it was very hard. It was a very rocky start. Ben has ADD, which we had no idea that he had. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we had a wee inkling, but it was never diagnosed <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. Like, officially oh, stamped. Like, yeah. mm. so. so that that was also in the way. So there was a lot of rocky things that happened in the first two or three years of our relationship mm. without consent we would have been done. Like there was no way. It was always a reset time on a wedding day or a pre-wedding shoot or any shoot 
that we've done where mm. we looked over at each other and thought, oh my gosh, these people are different too. And look at how they're solving stuff. Mm. Learn something from them and come back and apply that in our own relationship. Since it has been monumental to our love story. Yeah, it's our, our first baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so interesting. Wow. Like, I've never heard that kind of story where a lot of people say, hey, how can you go into business with your your husband, your significant other, mm. isn't that so hard? But to hear it from you guys, like that it just kept bringing you together. Um, yeah, I love that. It, it always did. The yeah. only thing that we did when we started our business, the only you know, thing we had was signing the fact that we're never going to run Tinted only for profit. So mm. we're not going to make decisions based on how much more we can get from XYZ or how much more can we get from the situation? That's basically our founding document. That's it. Yeah. And so that was a founding document that created trust um, that we are both going to take decisions that are not um, selfish. Mm. Right. Constantly self-motivated. Mostly not selfish, just self-motivated. Because when you're doing art, even any sort of art, when you're doing that, um, the more inward you go, the more disconnected it gets. So it's nice to be connected to the world that you're serving and that your art is serving. Mm. So that was our founding document, to put it nicely. <laughs> and other than that, um, there was nothing. We were very two different people, but then fell in love because of Tinted. Wow. And now, like, you're almost a decade in. Is that right? Yeah. That is this true. This year will be a decade. No way. Seriously? Yeah. Or will be a decade of us. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Yeah, same thing. Well, like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I had the realization just like literally two days ago. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's our first wedding anniversary coming up this year. Like that, that was very fun. <laughs> oh sweet. Yeah. yeah, and like how did the decision come up like for you guys to do like the nomadic adventurous life? It was almost almost born out of necessity, right? But yeah. like yeah. So but we... necessity in the fact that we were choking doing what we were doing. Yeah. Like I was, I was a graphic designer working in house. I uh, was part of a marketing team, and it was great. Um, really cool job to have. Um, I was, I got to rebrand, um, you know, their their look and style, which is something that everybody wants to do at some point um, for a major company. And uh, I used to do the product photography, and I would also do their like in situ marketing photography and uh, press events and stuff like that. So I was sort of their go to photographer guy as well. So it was a pretty cool gig that I had going. But he had to come back yeah. and do all of the tinted work as well. So basically, we were sleeping three hours, four hours every night. Mm. Exactly. And then having to ask for so many days off to do a job. Yeah, they, they were amazing. I mean, they gave me a lot of, like, I actually ended up in, with like, like they were loaning me holiday days. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so okay, kind. You can uh, get us back later. Yeah, <laughs> work mm. a bit later this day and that. So, yeah. yeah. And I was also working on a very amazing job. I was a culture coordinator for an IT firm and with everything I wanted with psychology and HR put together. It was fantastic. Then we bought a home. Mm. And the very next day I got made redundant. <gasps> it was just such it's a one of those things. Yeah, it's like, oh mm. my God. And we had bought uh, at the time when the house market was for the sellers, not for buyers. So we it already was, bought a it was very right expensive on that house. Truck, like the house prices were still just flying up and up and up. And we're like, okay, let's just get in on this ladder. Um, yeah. And then the moment we bought it, it was like, ah, oh, we're going to freeze for a while. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. we got it. We just celebrated it the night before. Next morning, I got that news. 
and we all we knew that we could do was put it on market again that right. was it but this was the house that we fell like totally head over heels yeah. for at the moment we walked in then immediately said oh we'd love to raise kids here yeah <laughs> and it's like, a different place we yeah. walked in and this this place it looks so unassuming from outside but mm-hmm. the um it's it's been designed differently and this the ceiling is all like tongue and groove timber and i don't know it just it has this really cool warm homey feel about mm. it so it's something that we both just sort of went oh there's home yeah yeah so yeah so i asked ben could he give me after deciding that we're going to put it on the market i asked him that night if he could give me 3 months to see if i could build the business up now that i'm home full time and he said take 6 which was the best gift and in that 6 months what happened was the first 3 months we were discussing hey do we just move to australia maybe and live in another part of the country Cause at this point the maximum jobs we were booking and i am saying jobs because this is not just wedding photography just everything was 12 yeah some of that yeah <laughs> and that was like a huge number for us because it was not a single digit number and we sure. were working full time the both full of us time. as well yeah. yeah but that but it still was nothing compared to what we would need if we were to go full time like nothing we needed so much more so we thought oh if we go to australia in melbourne you know more concentrated place and we we'll get more opportunities maybe mm-hmm. we'll you know divert to some other pivot somewhere yeah. else <laughs> um and then one day i just called him and i said you have to give your resignation today and he's like who well, what's happened and i said i think why australia we could travel the world and he said have you done the math as like well you know we both have very poor in math but the rudimentary <laughs> numbers yeah. that it's not going to be any more than staying in melbourne mm. and so we took 5 days <laughs> to uh, to work the numbers with me and that was it like it was actually going to be much cheaper at that stage mm. to travel to different airbnbs and different countries and different exchange rates yeah. and, and it, it also gave us the ability to put tenants in our house yeah. while we figured out what to do you know um mm. so that meant that the house was ours still um the mortgage mm. was being covered mm. and we were free to, to do what we wanted so yeah and the next two months as we were finding our tenants it was all concentrated on building our brand and figuring out mm. what our brand was Right. So that stage we had done so many online workshops or free, you know, those lists that you get do this quiz, figure out who the, who your ideal client is. I <laughs> know all of them. So many of those. We were so jaded because we had no answers. Mm. And the only answer we had at that point, even though our founding document said don't do this only for profit, the only answer to why you want to do more weddings or more work was because you want more money yeah to finance we your life <laughs> yeah that was the the pressing priority at the time yeah mm. and so that didn't help the brand or the business or the growth anything and so those two months were monumental i went back to university oh, i went back to university and um, did my marketing course and because i was the oldest in the class I was able to connect with the professors better. I was able to hang out with them later after classes and really like juice them for all the knowledge that they had, show them the things I was doing at home with tinted 
and that it was, was super amazing. fun to watch too because she um, yeah. actually made some re- we've made some really good friends they ended up coming to our wedding um but um she was like in a pretty decent competition for first you know ducks of the <laughs> class um and it was great to watch her and, and Kevin like lug it out for yeah. <laughs> the top spot so she she won in the end that was yeah. very cool <laughs> surely that made you very happy Sergio <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, winning, right? <laughs> so, but no, it was fantastic. I learned about how to brand and market effectively. Mm. And from there on, we never had to spend money on marketing again. It was just solid branding. And once yeah. that was put in place, it just took us 2 months when we realized and looked at our accounts that we were not only doubling, we were actually tripling what we were making. Before. I think it was a little more than 2 months. But I remember a friend asking, like, so how much are you guys doing all right? How's this working? And I, like, it was the catalyst to like look at, like, break down exactly what we were earning, and we, we'd been hitting the ground hard, like, you know, really no, trying. It was, it, it was actually two months. I it? very clearly remember because he had just left your job. Okay, cool. But <laughs> yeah, in in that two months, we yeah, it was amazing to see what had happened. Like when I looked at the bank account, I was like, wait a minute, what? You know, like all of a sudden we could do. do work in the middle of the week or oh. we could travel to go to a place and like so we yeah we just it was amazing that the all of a sudden the but more importantly to be places but more importantly yeah. before getting our brand we were concentrating on our accounts you know mm. like oh if we get one more wedding we get 5000 more and where do we invest that etc etc mm. whereas now that we knew what our brand was we knew how we can serve people and when you can put that out confidently people could see that they were coming to us not to pay us not to hire us but to get something from us in return mm-hmm. and so we were serving them they were um happy because their needs are being fulfilled so the more that happened the more they would talk about it they became our advocates brand advocates and so there's a church in singapore that we almost have photographed all the couples there i feel <laughs> so they just became our brand advocates you know we we could show them what we we could do for them rather than here is another booking mm. for our calendar and that was like a huge thing a huge catalyst for suddenly being booked for a year and a half in advance mm. and suddenly going what that was the other thing though that being nomadic changed too was that it wasn't all of a sudden wedding um mm. primarily it was pre-weddings or adventures which is oh, something yeah. that, that we sort of kind of pioneered I guess um when we say adventure we mean in a different way to a lot of other photographers. Mm. Do you want to go into that love? Yeah, so when we started talking about adventure sessions we thought oh so that meant elopement. We thought that was the space that the industry was in and they quickly realized that it was not going to fly in New Zealand. <laughs> it was mm. not a it was too new like people didn't know about it. Mm. Mm. That and the definition wasn't clear. it wasn't it's a very family focused country new zealand um, so it was not going to fly was will not be an easy door to open and then again looking back at our brands our brands are made up of our own personal stories hmm. so we realized that adventure was a huge part of our own personal story and our growth and what gives us joy but this is adventure in a in a very um different meaning so it doesn't mean we have to climb the mountains or uh start at 2 in the morning yeah kind of going back to the roots of what adventure actually means as yeah. opposed to like oh hey we're going to go and walk up this track or up this mountain right now so adventure is experiencing new things um mm. and many new things one after possibly the other possibly 
dangerous or exciting. I think it's a little, <laughs> a little hook in the dictionary that I was reading. The official yeah. definition. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, it is about trying new things, things that you haven't tried before. So we were actually working with people who had never tried adventure and then customized an adventure exactly for them. So every adventure session that we do is very, very different from the other. Mm. Um, so some couples have never seen or witnessed stars in their full glory. So mm. their adventure session is obviously different from someone who's never climbed a mountain. So I, I should point out here um, that we were working primarily with couples from Asia and the, the Americas. Mm. Um, so that was a new thing that we sort of tapped into and that came out of our travels. Yeah, no, not yeah. just out of our travels, but also defining what adventure was. Yeah. So I remember getting our first phone call from somebody from overseas. And during that phone call, as they were discussing about things that they had seen in their world travels and things we had seen um, in our individual world travels, because we hadn't traveled that much at that stage, um, it was just born out of that conversation, like, ooh, 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 let me do something special for you. Come on, we'll do something great. You will have never experienced this, and we'll also take some photos. So that became a thing. And so once we did that, we were like, why don't we just replicate it for other couples who generally spend most of their time in offices? I and now that. we can take them, yeah, now we can show them another mm. part of this world. Because we were on an adventure that we didn't know how it was going to end or start. We just left our jobs, left our home, left the country, mm. gone <laughs> to different places. We're like, we know, we know the feeling so intimately that we'll be able to replicate it. So that's yeah it's what we still do yeah yeah and i love that you organize like surprise adventures yeah. for them where they really don't know yeah. what to expect and yeah, yeah. So our, our couples um meet us on the day at a like a pin location on google map yeah. and that's about all they know um and then we they jump in the car behind us and they just follow us along and we we'll, might have a picnic plan for them we might we'll usually find like an epic spot for them if they want to propose or you know, um, or get married or, or even just like write something lovely to each other. Mm. Um, just make it more of a, an expression of love than a photo shoot. Um, yeah. Really, we want them to have like a date and we're just like along for the ride and essentially they're guides through the date, you yeah. know? So yeah. we're replicating our journey in the last three and a half years mm. in that one day or two days or five days that the book is for. Mm. But it is, and the GPS coordinates as well, they get the night before, sometimes on the day off. Mm. So, you yeah. really don't know, except the general area. So, if it's in Queenstown, they'll know well, they have to come to Queenstown. Yeah. They can book their Airbnbs and stuff. But after that, they have no idea where we're taking them. Will it be all inside Queenstown or are we going outside, etc.? Mm. So, it's really just how we started our nomadic journey. We had no idea which country next, where we're going next. So, it's literally facing <laughs> your nose and saying where it's taking you. Yeah. Yeah, but you must be able to really build this certain level of trust for the couples to actually, mm. you know, really l rely on your taste even and your planning yeah. and everything. That's incredible. And um, I mean, do you do that? Like, I assume it's because they already know you through your stories on Instagram, through how you communicate, like on your website and everything just comes together is what I'm assuming for that to work. So, yes. Now it is definitely because of that. In the beginning, it was all building a brand. So when you're building a brand, especially in a new market or with a new product or a service, it's imperative that you're able to tell stories 
and you're able to showcase what is the need that you're fulfilling. So we had to literally have that on our um, laptop every time we had a client call, um, posted on a post-it, so that we keep bringing the conversation back to that. That was really important. Um, we used to uh, also, like before the client call, um, actually I should say here too that we don't usually use the word client. Mostly we say couple. Right. Um, so it's probably just in this context that we say client, but couple is kind of who we're dealing with mm. and it's, it definitely changes the way we think about them. You know, uh, they're not a, they're not a, a client to us. They're like literally a couple of cool, awesome people who we're going to get to know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to bring down uh, the yeah. barrier of like this yeah. exactly, level yeah. of distance and that you may feel you have. Yeah. Yeah, and we would we would practice like in the mirror um, mm. before a, a big call that we we wanted to be the people of what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. We, we, yeah. Definitely the people who are authentically going to fulfill their needs, understand mm. what they want, first of mm. all, and not just go like, you need an adventure. Mm. That's what you need. <laughs> right. First of all, understanding what their needs mm. are. Um, because some people really didn't. Like we also do non-adventure sessions as well. Mm. Um, less and less uh, these days. But in the beginning, we were balancing it out very nicely. Yeah. Um, first of all, figuring out what their needs are and then customizing something that we definitely knew is going to hit um, their heartstrings. Yeah. Right. And going to bring something out that they're not going to only enjoy the photos for years to come, but the experience, they will relive that experience over and over again. So, quick story. The first, first shoot that we did with a Singaporean couple in New Zealand, um, Jason and Hannah, and Jason wanted to propose to Hannah on their trip to Queenstown. And it was amazing. Like he worked, well, I had to work um, at this point, right? Yeah. I was, we were still, so I would be going to bed early and Sidney would be up late at night chatting to Jason and planning this whole thing. Um, Do at night. Like he would like literally practice <laughs> like, his vows, his, his, his um, proposal, you know, like, you know, so he sweet. Because he wanted to keep it secret. So it, it was this really amazing connection we made with them. And later we ended up flying to Singapore and we photographed their wedding. And we happened to be there when they got the keys to their first house, which in Singapore is a massive thing. You got to wait like five, six years. You put your name on a list, and they, you finally get a place in a, in a mm. you know, a building wow. complex um, once it's built. So it was really cool. We were there for all of that, and um, yeah. But that connection we created with that very first couple um, is something that we we try to emulate with all of our couples. So there's this late night chats, you know, planning surprises behind, the, you know. If, yeah, if, if one of them, yeah, yeah, behind their backs and also <laughs> helping for them each other, plan yeah. for each other, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, discussing dresses and things, you know, keeping that that on the down low from from the guy or however oh, it might work out, yeah. yeah. Um, so that also happening, and when we were photographing their wedding, they um had the quiz at the wedding day where they asked their guests, you know, questions about their love story, and we almost won. Yeah, we almost won. Yeah, we were like, you knew, you knew more than their family members <laughs> and their friends. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we got gypped because we were we were coming second or third, and um, her, we had to answer within a certain amount of time. So we knew the answers, but all of a sudden the app had crashed, and Sergeant had to restart the app, and we we got knocked like, off lost. the leaderboard. We were like, you lost. <laughs> but it was pretty cool because the whole family, maybe three hundred people there, got to see us like top in the charts for you know nearly all the way to the end, which was really neat. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that sort of connection that really taught us the. The testimonial that we got from them and the feedback mm. that we got from them really taught us that 
we actually need to work with less amount of people so we can give more of our time and understanding who they are mm. right so we capture to 20 to maximum 25 people a year I mean, it comes down to do they book a two-hour session or a multi-day session yeah you know? so yeah so it's around 20 to 30 max Yeah, that's if we get a couple of, we can shoehorn in a couple of two-hour sessions with that, the local yeah. beach or something, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, like, 25 is the maximum we'll go for, mm. and that means, like, three to four weddings a year, and then the rest are adventure sessions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what interests me is really, like, I'm sure you hear it from different people, but it seems so seamless how you integrate, like, sharing your life online, like, on stories and going about doing your thing at least i'm fascinated because for me by the time i think of like even getting on instagram sometimes it's already late i'm just like it is not seamless for me i will admit it right now so i want to know how you guys do it as a couple um especially because like i i am in business with my husband as well who's a photographer And the last thing he has on his mind is getting on Instagram. Like he's super shy, introverted, and I'm the one who's always out and about more <laughs> to be yeah. seen online. So, well, um, yeah, that would be interesting for Virginia me. Has, Virginia <laughs> has some advice for you. Um, <laughs> how did it work with us, hon? Well, first of all, uh, I think once the baby comes, I'll be able to answer this question for mothers as well. I mm -hmm. won't speak for mothers right now. But one of the things that I learned in my marketing journey was Seth Godin said, um, brand is a story. So if you can't tell stories, it becomes, in my mind, it becomes very stagnant. I it is. saying yeah. over and over again, this is what we stand for. This is who we are. This is what we stand against. Mm. But if we are not able to keep the story moving, then it just becomes like a thing we said in the past. So that was the push behind doing Instagram stories and then realizing also <laughs> as a person who was very, very careful with their money that this space that we're getting on Instagram stories in another world, we would be paying through our nose for it. Yeah. Just 10 years ago. You know, yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it was, that's yeah. an insane amount of marketing budget that's yeah. just given any monetarily free, monetarily free yes. <laughs> they, they, they take your soul yeah. but, um, <laughs> your soul and your time it. but like yeah it's balancing the beauty of it because like for me of course instagram is i've met so many amazing people on it and yeah. keep that relationship going on it but um i think for me it's also the struggle of kind of like how much of my life do i open up to the general public um yeah, yeah i think there's a struggle there for me Mm. That, that comes a, down the brand, right? But yeah, mm. and that's a very quick answer. You don't open up your life to the world. You open up the parts of your life that align with your brand. True. Yeah. So, for example, we don't share when we are not traveling and when we are not on adventures. I don't wake up in the morning and say, "Good morning, beautiful people," from my bed. <laughs> but you we know, will miss you if you don't do that. <laughs> That is something that we've we've learned. We've had a few people being like, "Where have you guys been during COVID?" You know, so it's just something we might change a little bit. You know, try and make an adventure <laughs> out of our day in the house. Yeah, but, but that's right. also because we are in a different now journey on social media. Mm. But in the beginning, when you're showcasing people, your brand, making them understand who you are, what you what you stand for, it is about showing the parts of your day that align with your brand. So that was really really helpful to understand in the first place 
and that was really helpful to understand in the first place um, because I did not want to become because I started stories first mm. and then wasn't there. Mm. I just didn't want to become this person who is just willy-nilly talking about everything from weather to the soil condition and what's in the fridge mm. <laughs> and just become irrelevant because this brand, we had really worked hard to finally understand what it was. So only things that push it forward um, are shown on mm. social media. Except that first time you got me on stories. Yes. So, so I was given an ultimatum. Um, much like your husband, I was not particularly, like, I, I really hadn't taken the time to see how important and how amazing this, this was, you know, like it, it was actually quite an incredible thing to be doing. And in New Zealand being a small pond, we were one of the first ducks to start, you know, quacking around on story. <laughs> um, so it was, it was definitely interesting because we, we have over here the tall puppy syndrome, which is like, if somebody puts their head up, you're the tall poppy and people want to sort of cut it off. So, um, yeah, it was certainly a, I mean, that's a real harsh way to put it. Yeah, it is rough. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. People, uh, will be like, you know, when we first started on stories, there was a lot of like, why are you guys doing this? Why do we, why do you think anybody cares? There was a lot of hate mail. A lot of hate mail. Yeah. Yeah. But the Um, fact that people actually voice it, that's crazy to me. A lot of people just say behind your back in Germany. (laughs) Well, we have, we have a, yeah, there's a big difference between, um, <laughs> a, a, it, that's the greatest thing about traveling actually, is we get to see, yeah. you know, how different cultures and countries deal with this stuff. And yeah. it's amazing the difference between um, having a couple from America, for instance, and a couple from, well, and from New Zealand, and then how readily they'll be like, oh, guys, we'll shout you out on Instagram, you know, versus yeah. like, I want to talk about yeah, this, yeah. amazing. Everyone right. should know about you. And, yeah. then, and then, yeah, a New Zealand is like, oh, guys, that was so much fun. It was so good. It was so awesome. And then very reserved, very, um, you know, down to making very intimate relationships Mm. first before they will step out. Yeah. So anyways, we're back to back to my little story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I was given an ultimatum where she was like, okay, you've got a week to do your own story. Um, If you don't, I'm going to whip the covers off in the morning and you're going to (gasps) be on stories in your underpants. Yeah. (laughs) I have to stress the reason behind it for anybody who's building their brand Mm. or building social media is it was because, fun, right? It was just fun. No, but because on our website and on our um, social media photos and everywhere, it's both of us. Yeah. When our voices are not heard again together, um, there's a feeling of disconnect when people mm. go from our website and come to our Instagram. It's not, it's not um, that they can put it in clear terms, but there is something that people can just understand. You know, there's mm. a general feeling of like, Something's off here. Oh yeah, I hear and you. I understood that. I was like, no, we if if my and your face is both on our website and every other place, and we sign off. We work together night, always, and it's always signed off. From, yeah. Yeah, from both of us, then we need to be here together. But yeah, so the ultimatum was the given gave him two weeks or something. Yeah. He did not come to stories. So yeah, I took the sheets off, and that was our, his first story. It was awesome. I, I, I'd remember to wear underpants, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So mm. then he begged and begged for half an hour to get that story <laughs> down, and he promises that he will be there. There was a whole, like, five stages of, like, from denial to, no, you didn't do it, to anger, everything, and then figuring out, no, she is going to do this, and I better just start showing my face. Mm. So... For people who are starting new on social media or on stories, the advice is that you don't have to start with your faces in 
and talking about, hey, I'm here. Because when people start with that, they feel um, they didn't get a lot of response sometimes. And mm. then they feel rejected. It is hard at the beginning, right? Yeah. You can say something or ask a question and it's like crickets back at you. Yeah. And it, it sucks. And it was hard for me. Mm. The first three months were so hard. I would ask questions, nothing comes back. I would say something, nothing comes back. Um, but because I love performing, it was okay. <laughs> that works for you. Yeah, mm. that works for me. I could persist. Um, but it's hard for people to persist in that space. So I always suggest the first three months to be written stories, sometimes stories of just yourself portrayed and something written. So that just you just get used to and the people who are watching you get used to who you are and what your brand stands for. And then slowly after three months start edging into it. Yeah. Showing your face. You do want to do that though because just written stories all the time is a little bit boring yeah and also people want to connect yeah it's not personal enough yeah they want to know who you are because if they're going to hire you um and they're going to be spending you know multiple days with you um and if you're going to be there on one of the biggest days of their life Mm. they want to know who they're dealing with so we have people who have booked us straight from stories never seen our work yeah that's really interesting we've had two or three couples now Mm. who like we'll be chatting with them while we're we're out adventuring and, and like, we, they'll be asking these questions about, about our photos and how this photo is going to look and what, you know, how is this going to be edited and uh, just stuff that like, we were like, wait, we don't have, know. have you seen our work guys? Like, no, we, we, we know you from stories, you know, and, <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Breakfast channel. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were stuff in the breakfast now, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how about the Tinted Tuesdays? How did that come about? So our photographer, who was going to photograph our pre-wedding session, Mm. um, didn't show up. We were waiting on the side of the road. It didn't happen. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. We have a whole other podcast on a whole bunch of learning things that we've had throughout our our little journey. Yeah. Um, You're definitely going to shout out your podcast and everything right after this. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that was... um, that was a shock to the system. Yeah. That was a really big shock because for us, like I said, on the day of the photo shoot, I am so excited. You can't make me sit down. And Ben is so anxious. You can't make him sit down. So we're both like so full of energy mm. on the day. And to have someone forget about us was just L- L- When we called, she was like literally like, oh, I'm oh, I'm at a yoga retreat. <laughs> um, okay. And like, there was no sorry. Yeah. You know? it, was, <laughs> it was like. It was just left there. Yeah. And it was so harsh. And Ben saw my face just like, like literally melt into mm. sadness. And he just told me to stand. Ra- no, he actually, we, so this happened the day before our session. We found out she is not going to come the next day. That's right. And so Ben said, no, actually, you're going to get all the hair makeup done. Like you had planned. I was going to wear my mom's wedding sari for our pre-wedding shoot. So beautiful. So I, yeah. I got dressed. Uh, and then Ben, I remember, ran back and got his tripod and uh, we did our own pre-wedding session. So we mm. did two hours of photo shoot in a berry farm, which was near our home at that stage. And it was wonderful. It was harsh. I did cry a couple of times during the thing because it mm. was really, really harsh yeah. to think that we were forgotten. You know, just like, what? I hear you. Special day. Yeah. So when we were editing the photos, um, it just gave birth to this idea that, you know, why don't we do this and learn about angles and lighting and how to make people comfortable in Mm. front of the camera and let's do it every week. 
And then from there, it turned out into a very self-expression mode, yeah. something that we do as an artist. Well, now. it's one of the the things too that lets us showcase something that like we might want to do. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of our couples aren't comfortable sort of taking their top off or something like that. Whereas, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So we're kind of leading by example a little bit. Where, yeah, by putting that out there, it's like, guys, we can do this. This is fun. You know, it's lovely now that when we book someone and they have some example photos, mm. they are so many of them are from our Tinted Tuesday photos. Yeah, yeah, it's that's amazing. Right. It's like, and also this what you did and that what you did. Mm. And whereas before Tinted Tuesdays, we had to sometimes sell those ideas to them mm. because we knew as an artist it would look great. Later. Yeah. Okay. But somebody who's um, yeah, not visually imaginative would be very hard mm. to imagine. So. Yeah, but it, it is still in, um, uh, what's the word constricting. Yeah, having to use a tripod is it. Mm. It does kind of suck sometimes because there are things that we really do want to do which yeah. are really tricky to do on a tripod or using a drone. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm but, doing double exposures. Yep, I'm always I... trying to figure out some new way to make it work. Mm. So we started doing double exposures with our self-portraits as well, which gave it. I love those. So yeah. then, mm. Finally, when we revealed that we were pregnant, then doing that with our sort of. That's so beautiful. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but it really seems like your creative life and your business, everything is just together. Like, there's no real mm. separation. Would you say that's no. true? Or Oh, really? It's, it's um, very weird. I'm um, sorry. Just a case in point, we're in a B&B at the moment, which has a very soft bed, and my back hates soft beds. <laughs> so my, my pregnant wife has spent the last two nights sleeping in the bed alone while I'm, like, on the yoga mat under a sleeping bag, like, oh. <laughs> in my back rest. And it feels so bizarre spending just that time apart, you know? Like, it's, yeah. yeah, literally right next to each other. But yeah, but still, joined yeah. at the hip. Literally <laughs> joined at the hip. Yeah. But um, oh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, I... We firmly believe there is no work-life balance that you have to maintain. Mm-hmm. It, if, you're, if you're really intentionally doing your work and you're lucky like we are to be doing work that you love, yeah. then you don't need work-life balance. Every time we've felt jaded or felt like oh, I'm feeling in a rut or feel like we're tired has always been when we've gone out of our way to create a work-life balance hey, let's end work at this time and then start this and we're mm. never able to reach that deadline and then we get dejected and tired and like, oh, about it. Whereas the best times, best long hauls we had in our mm. um, businesses, uh, business is when we are just working and living like artists. Just as it comes, just yeah. going with it and not having this kind of rigid routine or yeah. like set times. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, so the- I mean, there are times when if we're both feeling like, oh, we need a break, we'll go out for a walk, you know, yeah. or we'll like play Mario Kart for, a, mm-hmm. for a, one championship and then uh, come on back. But so, even when we're yeah. out on a walk or any other place, we're literally um, thinking about, oh, look at that color. We could have edited mm. it like this or this gives me that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we used to try to be like, no, we need to be a couple now. Mm. We need to talk about love and our future. But we do that It's all day date too. night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, date night. Right. So we don't do that. We we used mm-hmm. to have like Friday date nights and mm. we don't have that anymore. I think we That may change when, when our little one comes yeah, along. That, that I'm so excited for you. I think it's just yeah, 
your little one will just come in and just join the party. I mean, that's how it is. Like, <laughs> you're lucky you can't see my office here because <laughs> it is a little playground. <laughs> I'm usually editing with the my girl on my lap, but it's hard because she's trying to like get the mouse and whatever. Um, <laughs> it's tricky, but we, we love it. I mean, the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was discussing Ben was exporting his video and I was like, oh man, he's going to come and put his hand right now as you're trying to save something. Mm. <laughs> this is not going to export. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to have like two days before the deadline, get the video ready mm. because that's going to happen a couple of Gotta times. Prepare for, yeah. um, but no, really, we, we were trying to live our life in a mold that was, you know, taught by different business gurus and in books because you know you don't have anybody else as when you are in a self-employed space exactly yeah mm -hmm. nobody's setting so the only thing we are rigid about or i'm rigid about and it's a learning is the morning routine mm. so morning routine is very very important it just it it just sets the tone for the day it just sets an intention for the day yeah after that you know go with the flow no time frames like let it go if, if the idea is coming let's do it right now and then if it isn't then don't stress about like oh i have to do it right now mm. it has to be done <laughs> oh that's so good and how's the podcast coming along when is it launching what is it exactly about tell me all the things oh, or so unless it podcast? is still not announced no. it, it is isn't announced but yeah no all good mm. <laughs> it isn't announced but the still the due date is um, we pushed it to middle of April because we are mm. moving back to our house and that will take some days to settle. But um, it's it's a favoritist topic, something mm. that we constantly discuss day and night, and it was such it was a no brainer when we thought about the topic. Yeah, so the podcast is called the Creative Myth, mm -hmm. um, and essentially we're going to be interviewing not just like you know creative leaders or like um no not just photographers yeah, not just photographers we've got people from all over different fields like so far we've got what dress designer and um restauranteurs mm -hmm. uh which is very Amazing. cool so it's about deconstructing um the people that we that we interview and finding out what it is that feeds their creativity and what makes them creative the and, idea yeah. behind the podcast is that creativity is not a birthright of the few mm. it is given to us all freely it's about figuring out who we are and channeling it right yeah and so we hear that a lot over over the years we've heard that a lot oh this is this is easy for you guys you guys are creative or oh how creative you are i wish i was creative like mm. you and it really really bugs us because yeah. we know how happy um, um playing in our creative expression makes us and mm. we want other people to be happy just like us Oh yeah, that's you feel beautiful. That when you just inhibit this part of your uh, personality, which is the creative side, which is the side that actually gives something to the world rather than just takes, um, it it does wonderful things to your psyche, to your mind, and to your emotions and Absolutely. how they play out. So mm. this is the premise behind us to mm. demystify creativity and to dispel some myths surrounding creativity. Mm -hmm. But we will have some interviews. Also, we'll have episodes where we just chat about our own story and things we have learned. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it'll just be me or just him talking about something that we've learned that week. But I'm, I'm really excited to have not just the, the big names, but also people that intrigue us in our travels. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to putting some of those people forward. Um, yeah. uh, 
you know, on the top of my list at the moment is my 16-year-old niece. I think it'd be very cool to have her perspective on things. So, yeah. yeah. I'm super excited about it. You guys are amazing. You know, uh, before we end it, I want everyone to know about all the things that you offer, your coaching. So name all your websites, your socials. Yeah, let the people know where to find you. So our photography is uh, Tinted Photography. You can find us on Instagram on Tinted Photography. Easy, same on Facebook mm-hmm. and Pinterest. Yep, so, tintedphotography.com. So those that's easy for photography for our coaching and business where we really focus on helping people figure out their brand and their niche and their why mm-hmm. and then how effectively to market their brand and then to figure out what route to take to social media is when light falls coaching on Instagram or when light falls dot co.nz because when light falls the penny drops Yes, yeah. I'm putting it all in the show notes so um, they can definitely click on the links there. So, awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. You two are incredible, and I just love following your journey. I am a huge, huge fan, as you already know. <laughs> and I'm going to be an avid well, podcast listener soon. <laughs> Me. You helped us figure out our podcast journey. You were the yeah. first oh. we made, and we we're like, tell us everything. And you graciously gave us your time to understand the ins and outs and how, what are the first few steps. So thank you so much. Oh, of for course. Doing that. Community yeah. over competition thing, which is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, you- I'm not a very competitive person. I feel like I should be a little more competitive to get ahead. In- <laughs> no. no, it's not a good trait to have. It really isn't. It's not, nothing to look up to. No, no people don't like you. No. Right, <laughs> There has to be a healthy balance between somebody like me, who's just like, oh, we need to do this, this, and that. I want to be and top of the class. Top of the I'm the Hermione. Yeah. Uh, so, and then somebody like Ben, who's just like, let's go with the flow. So there's this mm. balance between us, which we are really hoping our son will pick up, um, and not just one or the other. Yeah. And that would be fantastic. You know, going with the flow yeah. while you're serving your audiences, but always remembering how can I one up myself. Mm. So. I love that. Oh, you know, I can talk forever, so I need to be stopped. I can always chat with you guys. Ben, thank you so much, Sergina, you too. And you guys have a nice day and I will be heading to bed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified when a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to idas-blog.com forward slash podcast if you want to say hi send me a dm on instagram or find me hanging out in a room on clubhouse my handle for both is at ida glovic a-i-d-a-g-l-o-w-i-k i'm cheering you on and until next time <laughs>